0: We'll be
1: To the Think Different Podcast. That's right, we have returned for episode 47. We are only three episodes away from the big extravaganza as we are going to have as many Apple employees at one time in three weeks' time. But meanwhile, we are here today. Will the TLD is here for another episode of the Think Different Podcast. Make sure you are checking us out not only here but on our YouTube channel because we are now going to have video versions of our show up there right now we have last week's up there from the controversial episode of talking about the apple riots and the apple store destruction that occurred but this is going to be a happier show it's going to be a funner episode and we are back to our normal happy selves here well let's get started ladies and gentlemen by introducing the man his name is mr frank funk and that's with no e at the end ladies and gentlemen mr frank funk <laughs> frank I- how are you,
0: Will? Uh, Things going well? Yeah,
1: everything's kind of spinning back to normal. You know, we had two weeks ago where I lost my cat. We have, you know, the riots happening. This week's been kind of like easier to deal with, and yep. uh, we have a fun topic to talk about today. We have two fun topics to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I have done the most amazing thing for your life because I am the inspiration to you, Frank. Our, our my inspiration is is loosely, is literally causing you to lose weight.
0: That's right. That's right. Um. Well, I can't say it's you. It's more Tara. Okay. No, no,
1: no, no. No, 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 no. She had a Rice Krispie treat today. Don't even. oh She's cheating? Oh, she's cheating. Yes. Oh. Yes. So it's I am the only man in this house right now that is living the cuto lifestyle right now. But, Frank, it has inspired you and your wife as well. Yes. And you're yeah, doing pretty well.
0: I am. I am. Uh, uh, when we started... Uh, I lost I lost uh, 18 pounds or so already. So, that's great.
1: And I started how long, how, at two, two,
0: two well, forty six, and I'm down to two thirty. There you go.
1: And how many uh, weeks was that?
0: Uh, from May 20th to today.
1: All right. So that is about 20 days or so that you've been yeah. on it. So um, uh, that's pretty good, Frank. That's actually yeah. very very good.
0: And and I, I'm telling you, um i don't feel like i'm starving myself or losing anything really very pleased with it you mm-hmm. know uh, we feel full after each meal we don't we don't have as many cravings mm-hmm. um and i think that's largely because we cut out that sugar and yep. you know you eat one piece of something with sugar in it and you just want another and another and another yep and you know we're really, really happy with it, and I'm glad you you turned me on to it. So happy, thank you, I appreciate hey, it. Hey
1: man, anything to keep you living till you're 120 is my goal of life.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, how many WWDCs can I? Yeah. Can, well I do. If I do, till I'm 120.
1: Uh, you'll be around for the iPhone 35, I promise you. iPhone 35. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of iPhone, ladies and gentlemen, today we have to talk about the iPhone 4 because it, it was it was officially announced. 10 years ago this week of this episode. But before we did I wanted to start a new thing. I wanted to start a brand new thing that we are going to uh, do, which is called the Apple History Product Release of the Week. That means it is the A-H-P-R-O-T-W of the Week. <laughs> we'll
0: have to rethink that acronym, no, but yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's
1: probably, there's something better than the Apple History Product Release of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, on June 11, 2012, the third generation 15-inch MacBook Pro was released. And what was significant about that MacBook Pro? Well, that is when we introduced the Retina display to the Mac. That's right. And it ties into the iPhone 4, which we're going to talk about. And we also made a standard of solid-state storage across the entire platform. This was my first big 15-inch investment of that MacBook Pro. I love that MacBook Pro.
0: I uh- you know, honestly, Will, I I can't. I had a I had a 15 inch as well, and um, you know, in fact, I still have it. You, I, how old it, is it? It still runs. Uh, I don't know. I forget what the year was. It's probably t- t- 2012. Wow. Because um, it still had the battery underneath. You know, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that re- one. This was the, the bat- first time
1: you couldn't remove the battery. Uh, this okay. This was this so, one. Well, you could. Technically, they they had that feature. You could remove the battery. This one was impossible. This was the one where it was uh, sealed down. This one also had that very fancy screw, or this plate that would hold down. That was in the 13-inch model where they had that special screw that held down the pa- that caused the power supply. So if we turned that screw, while it was powered on. It would fry the board. That was on the, that was on the first 13-inch model, but this 15-inch was the real deal. Uh, I think it's the that was a humongous change uh, from. You know, and we're waiting for that, another big change. Even though the 2016 model had the touch bar, really, and the USB-C, you know, that was the last big change we had. So it took another four years to get a different model, but I think that model was great. Had a couple problems with the display, though, with that with that uh, peeling problem, but love that product nonetheless. Let, yeah. Let's talk about the iPhone 4 anniversary. So this was a pretty big deal. Uh, oh, yeah. This was a humongous change. Like I thought this... Like when you really go back and look at it, this was a tremendous uh, phone. Uh, it really introduced a lot of things that we are now accustomed today of of what we have. So, I mean, Frank, let's talk about a couple things. And so what is the number one thing you think that the iPhone Four has impacted to what we have today?
0: The high def video that HD was HD video that that like knocked it out of the box, and with that. You had FaceTime was released. Yes. Uh, t- to me, that was a that was a big deal. Big deal. They also had the advancement in the screen.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the Retina display. Uh, that's where it ties into our first thing, where the Retina screen came out. And remember, Steve was on stage and he was explaining the pixels and he's trying to educate yes. people how pixels work. And he did such a great job for people who just don't understand that kind of technology and don't under I don't really get it. You know that was something that was really um, educational to everybody. Yeah, I, I I
0: think Steve is has to go down as one of the all-time best keynote presenters. Um, I mean, it, it's as an Apple uh, fan, WWDC is like Christmas for us. It, it you know you just can't wait to see what's new and uh, it you know there was a lot of secrecy around what was going to be unveiled and that was the big thing the big keynote and um, and then of course some of his uh, cliches one more thing there's one more thing and he just, he really knew how to get to draw people in to the product and to show them what how beautiful and elegant these devices
1: were. I, I just really wish that I, and, and I get it. Tim Cook does, is not Steve and he cannot do the same things, but I wish he was presenting some of the stuff on stage. I know he doesn't know it. It's not his forte, but he should at least talk about something. Uh, yeah. But he really doesn't. And that's just because that's just not his feel. But I wish he, he, he's got to step up, I think, and do something like that. What I'm surprised you didn't talk about was the leak that occurred with the oh, iPhone well. 4. So now the story is that this was a Apple employee <laughs> that had a demo iPhone 4 that was left at a bar that someone yep. took, sold the phone, I think, to Gizmodo or yes. about, And they published that entire thing of the iPhone 4 being released. So, of course, naturally, Apple had to go after Gizmodo for that because they have something in their hand that doesn't belong to them. Yeah. And the person, I believe, that stole that phone also got in trouble um, and didn't give it back to Apple. So there was a Well,
0: did he steal it or did he just find it?
1: Well, he didn't give it back to anybody. So let's just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, he stole it. I I don't care what. uh, I mean. (laughs) But he was smart, he sold it for Gizmodo He probably made some money, but I'm sure Apple Went after him, I don't know what happened The ending result of that, but that was the big story And of course during the keynote Steve had to say something Because it was very yeah. obvious, it was given out It was out there yeah. He's like, So when he revealed the design He said some people may have heard of this may, Some of you may have seen this Which, I'm great that he joked yes. about it You know, that, that was <laughs> yes. You know, I yeah. wish we we had more of that I really do I mean, but that was pretty that was pretty that was before rumor sites were were really rapid where yes. we would see like examples we see examples all the time now i mean honestly yeah. we know what that phone's going to look like before it comes out which,
0: which in in one respect i i i don't like
1: i know I o- I agree only with because you.
0: only because it's like well like i said it's like christmas you want to unwrap that gift right mm-hmm. if you already know what you're getting it's, it kind of, you know, defeats the purpose and uh, right. I, I do miss that about that. I do. But it's it's always interesting because I look at the phone which I think is misnamed at this juncture. I, no, I, the, you mean, you know, the
1: number means nothing anymore.
0: Well, not only that, I mean the iPhone. To me, we've reached a point a long time ago when the phone was probably the least of the apps that you use on that device. Right. Uh, but the brand is
1: just too big. It's just yes. impossible to change it. Like, yes. People thought the iPhone ten was going to become the Apple phone. That's when yeah. they thought they were going to start changing the name. Uh, but they have the Apple Watch. Like they didn't call it the iWatch. Right, you know? right. So they're they they implemented Apple like Apple Music. Like they're, they're so they're changing. They changed iTunes to Apple Music. Really, so yeah. they're they're adapting the change. Uh, and then the cool. antenna design was really cool. This was when they had like four three antennas. One that was like like Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and one was like Bluetooth that was on the outside. Uh, we're going to talk about the issues with this phone a little bit later, about what that ended up becoming. But the front-facing camera was a big deal. That was awesome that we had like a front-facing video camera. This is where selfies came in, everybody. iPhone 4 introduced the selfie camera.
0: Yep. Uh, the, Who doesn't like to take a selfie, right?
1: right? Oh, I love selfies, baby. I love looking at myself as much as possible. Hey,
0: listen, anytime Disney has to ban selfie sticks, you know it's a big yeah. thing, right? so
1: thanks to the iPhone 4, selfie sticks became a thing, everybody. Uh, and then we have the gyroscope, a small feature but a big one because that was now, with games especially, yes. now it can react in the environment based on where you are. And that was a humongous add to the phone. It wasn't just tilt and pan. Now you can move it in 360 motion and it can react the whole phone could be turned 360 and it would show you the 360 of it. So I thought that was a bigger deal than most people thought.
0: Well, I think that's one of those things when people look at it like, yeah, I don't know what it does, but I guess it's cool until they actually see an application that utilizes it.
1: If you remember, he showed the uh, the Jinga game. Jinga game. Jinga, yeah. yeah that's Jumanji. It, yeah. Now, he wasn't well. a Jumanji, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He did summon an animal through the through the iPhone, okay?
0: Yeah. Well, augmented reality, maybe you can in this version.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, well, we're getting there. We're, almost, we're at that artificial reality <laughs> here, that AI coming in. Uh. But they, he would play a game of Jenga, and he showed how he moved yes. around, and it, it reacted. So that was cool. The HD video, which you mentioned, but also specifically iMovie came out uh, yes. in there, which was great, because now you have a video editor on your iPhone. I mean, who would have thought that? This is 2010 that came yeah. out. Yep. Like people today. Well, you make that sound
0: like that was so long ago. It is. I
1: mean, <laughs> 10 years ago. Think about that. I mean, now I can edit a full wedding on my freaking iPhone, and I have, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, and then you mentioned the biggest thing, FaceTime. That was. So if you remember, Steve wanted everyone to turn off the Wi Fi because they were having problems during the keynote. Yes. And in order for this to work, he had to get everybody off the Wi Fi, and he had to. He had the FaceTime call with Johnny Ive and that blew our minds that they had this technology because Skype was already around but on this small device Apple came out with it of course they kind of took the the feature from somebody else they had like a lawsuit with FaceTime at the end of the day I think because they they did take that from somebody else but they really didn't develop it but look at it now we have group FaceTime I mean because of FaceTime we now have Zoom we have everything because of that
0: yep yep it's uh and they opened the API to everybody yes
1: that is another important thing. so explain that you know, explain that
0: well Apple would develop particular applications uh, or programs and they would be closed only be used within the Apple world the when they opened the API to any vendor or developer, I should say, who was creating something, they could use that API in calls from their program, and they would no longer have to write a whole bunch of code to do a uh, video type conferencing. Uh, it, it was huge, huge. Mm-hmm. That's a very sim- simplified version of it, but still, that's basically what it means. Yeah, uh, you You can attach to this piece of code, that's already set for you. You don't have to do anything. You just have to make a call to it and an exit from it.
1: Yep. Uh, And that ties into iOS 4 that came out because iOS 4 was also released uh, for this as well. And probably the biggest thing that came out was the the multitasking, fast switching uh, came out in that. So now we're able to... To go to a different app while other app was paused in the background. But then we also came... But that also introduced people closing their apps all the time yep, because they yep. thought they were running in the background, which they weren't. Uh, you, yep. know, you know, it was just well, a faster way. It was just a way to do that. And they were still able to maintain the battery life on that, which was uh, tremendous. Uh, you know, you had iBooks come out, the Unified Mailbox, which I love that feature, the Unified Mailbox, uh, and then yes. Game Center, which really didn't take off. That really wasn't anything great. Uh, but then you had custom wallpapers. I mean, and you also had folders. Folders, thank you. That is another very very. Important and,
0: one. and you know, people were like, well, "What?" And I, you know, instead of scrolling from screen to screen to screen to screen to screen, right? Uh, you put them in these folders, and it's like, wow, that's really nice. Imagine
1: that we imagine if we div- never had that till like now, we'd be freaking out going to nine yeah. different screens. Uh, yeah. Now that now this phone had come without its problems, and I we we dealt with them because we saw them in the store. Overall, you had an iPhone four, Frank?
0: Yeah. Okay. I had pretty much all of them. <laughs> okay.
1: What did you? What were your thoughts of the iPhone four? If you go back in your memory of using it, um,
0: I I thought it felt a little heavier.
1: Mm-hmm. It definitely it was, was thinner,
0: but it was glass on both sides. Very sleek looking. Yep. Just a very new design. Still had the thirty pin. Yep. Plug run, on it.
1: Yeah, we run out of that. Yeah, it took another two years for that.
0: Right. But um, and then, you know, like you said, you had the aluminum bands. Mm-hmm. Now in the store, of course, they showed us, they had a video for us on how this thing was made. Right. With the glass and and how they I, I mean it's it's one of the things I admire about Apple products, and you know this better than I do, Will. When you take a Mac apart it's not like you take a PC apart and there's wires all over the place right when you take a mac apart it's whether clean. it's a portable or an mm-hmm. iMac you open it up and it's like
1: how do they do that
0: wow it's yeah. like a place for everything and everything in its place it, it's just beautiful yep it really and, is and um, and the and the phone really epitomized that they utilized every millimeter centimeter of space within that device yep uh and um and they continue to be a work of art as well as a feat of great engineering.
1: And I and I open Windows PCs, you know, for a living. When I had to take like I do, I get to replace batteries sometimes on Windows PCs now. But really, it's like you know, you look at the design of the plastic. It's not you know, it's not this you know, arsenic free, everything free of you know, design. It's, it's definitely messier. It wires all over the place, especially desktops it just yeah. doesn't it lo- doesn't look fun to open and go through. Where a Mac is like everything is so perfectly clean and it's a, it's a thing that you will not see as a user, but you know, you should really appreciate. The user
0: definitely benefits from all of the unique and top quality engineering that goes into these products. Do you pay for that? Yes, you you know, you always pay for top quality products. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that they don't have issues. Mhm they're not a hundred nothing is a hundred percent but less problems than you would have pretty much with anything else and a better made better quality product and that's just you know when i first got into max uh people said well you know what's the big deal i said dude they just work right you turn it on you you Imagine my surprise—the first time I pl- I just plugged my printer into my iMac, and it worked. Yeah, I- I'm like, I sat there and went, "You got to be kidding me! Right. This is the way it should be. This yep. is plug and play." Mm-hmm. Um, I- and and I think the more pe- the average person gets into technology, the more they take that kind of stuff for granted, rather than saying, "How does this work?" And not not that you have to get into the real nuts and bolts of it. But if you have an opportunity to see the inside of a PC and the inside of the Mac, it's like night and day. Yeah.
1: One of the things about this iPhone 4 design, though, that didn't work out was, well, you couldn't just hold it exactly the way you wanted. And that is because of something called the death grip that (laughs) came out. Now, we got this complaint a lot. Now, I just started repairing iPhones when the iPhone 3G and 3GS came out. So I was a family room specialist at this time when it was released. And the biggest problem we had to deal with was the fact that someone was holding this phone a certain way that was causing signal to completely go down. And this is a flaw. I really don't... Apple made a flaw here. And Hmm. Apple's solution was, well, we have a bumper case we're selling for $30, Well, why don't we just give that away for free? Yeah. And that was a solution. But even if you gripped it and you still kind of held down a little bit, you still would have that problem. So it's
0: almost like you were acting as a lightning rod or something. Yep.
1: That was a humongous problem that, you know, a lot of the reviewers found out over time. Now, they said they came out with an update to fix it, but that never worked at the end of the day. So, but it was a big problem only really in the beginning it was a big problem and we had to educate people how you know you should probably put a case yeah. on it you know which is kind of sucky that if you really don't like a case well then you're not gonna be able to make calls <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> yeah so hmm. uh, that was a, a big thing uh and then the other thing was the glass itself now remember the glass the way this phone was built the only way to open the iphone was from the back not the front so that means that the front was held down with this adhesive glue. But because if the phone got hot, you would get this yellow streak coming through the screen. And that caused a problem because obviously where'd that come from? Well that's the adhesive glue that would hold down the display. And the display hmm. was not replaceable in this phone. And that was so, that was a uh, humongous problem.
0: So I mean Although it was very innovative, it was also used as a learning tool for future phones. Yes. These are the things that they had to improve upon.
1: Well, Um, I think it was dumb that they offered screen replacements for the 3G and the 3GS, but they didn't offer it for the 4 and the 4S because of the way they built it. And and it was, like, annoying. So the back glass could be... A lot of people had their black glass cracked and they just put a case on it. It It was $29 to replace it. There was no point in doing that. But... That was like a that was a big flaw in this phone. People just reaction when I said, "Well, you collect your grass, you have to replace your whole phone." It was one hundred forty nine dollars at the time, or one hundred nine dollars at the time. It was just crazy. Hmm. Yeah, so people didn't like that. Uh, and other, and then the the biggest problem was the sleep button that got stuck a lot. That was another one that I would say happened a lot too. Yeah,
0: I, I you know, either of those issues I never had, and, mm-hmm. and I I don't know if I'm, you know. Unique. I don't know. Um Are you definitely a lot, of, a, <laughs> a lot of these things uh, I, I don't experience. Like people were, like you were saying a couple episodes ago about Catalina. I've had Catalina. I've got the update. I don't have any problems. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky. I don't know. Or maybe I just don't uh, utilize the operating system to its fullest. Or um, I just maybe I just didn't have a death grip on the phone. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I mean when so, when you did it and you held down tight, it definitely happened. There was no doubt about it. But reality is you don't do that. And not to mention, I had a case on mine, so I never had to worry about it. Right. You know. Right. So, oh well. So, so sad.
0: I often wonder how what people there there are people out there that just spend their time trying to figure out what's wrong with the device instead of enjoying it.
1: So sometimes I could see your reason on that but I also understand why people would be pissed because if you're spending so much money on these phones and back then you're paying subsidized pricing and you're paying like 30 extra dollars a month to the carrier you're really spending a thousand dollars on your phone it can't have that problem out of the gate it really can't you know antenna gate was a deal was a big deal I thought when it first happened it really was. Uh, Now, what was interesting with iPhone 4 is we had a newer iPhone 4 came out, the CDMA phone, which is the Verizon iPhone 4. Now, remember we had this big launch. We had the red balloons. We had everything going, and there were eight people in the front of the store waiting for that phone. (laughs) Yeah, and they
0: were big lines.
1: Yeah, I mean, iPhone 4 lines were nuts. But when the new iPhone came out, the iPhone 4, we thought this was going to be a bigger deal. And it wasn't. It ended up becoming a um, no lines were really around for the Verizon style phone. They thought it would be bigger than what it was. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, but now we had two the two major carriers had an iPhone and that's just you know no. the launch of that way, I thought it was just embarrassing for Apple that they had they expected all these big lines and everything and then within an hour yeah. we were done. Well,
0: <laughs> you know, if you think about so. the the way business is done today and the way it was done then, essentially you wanted an iPhone, you, you had your two choices, you wanted a carrier, and right. at that time it was only Verizon and AT&T, or you came to the Apple store. Mm-hmm. And, yep. uh, and and buying it online
1: was not easy, and right. activating was not right. easy. Right, and so
0: um, during the launch, I remember at Freehold, well, you know, you were there, they had all the phones on at the Genius Bar, and uh, you asked yep. them what they wanted, you went back and got it, and, and again, it was yep. black, white, 16, or 32. That was it. Yeah. You know, that was that it.
1: That was it. And four skews. That um, was it.
0: And I mean, not, not that that was a bad thing, but th- that portion of the transaction went fast. Where the bottleneck became was in the uh, setup of the phone. Yeah,
1: activation. Activation. Yeah, activation. That, was, that was always... That was always a big deal. We all we all know, the iPhone 3G times, uh, when that happened. Oh yes. my God, uh, was that the biggest nightmare in Apple store history? Wow, well,
0: brought the server down. Um, how many times?
1: Brought everything I mean, down. Yeah. Their, iTunes was, iTunes and AT&T were both down, and no one could activate a phone. And people were literally there for four yes. to five hours calling AT&T support. Oh my God. Uh, you know, and that's when we started having AT&T physically at the stores yep. now, you know, to help with these kind of things. So they were right there, which was great, you know, for us, because that, that, that was so much more helpful to have AT&T staff. Because who, or, or who wants to hear, staff.
0: well, that's not really our problem. You have to contact your carrier. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, imagine that today. Yeah, I, I don't know how people could handle that today, but that's how, how it was yeah. back in the day. And you talk about waiting in long lines. You could reserve back then. I believe you still could reserve your phone um, and get it. Or, and then you, of course, you had people who were just waiting in line just to get it. And these lines were crazy. In fact, I'm going to show a video right now uh, on our YouTube side well, of I it can, that shows that. Well,
0: okay, I, I can remember uh, we would when we were working the lines we would ask people okay what what do you want you want the Verizon you want 18t 16 or 32 what color and we would give them a little right. ticket card yeah and yeah, card. yeah the back of house would constantly keep the inventories uh up to date and when you ran out you ran out
1: that's it yeah yep so and of course we we always had to, and and a little tidbit, Apple does keep a bunch of phones on the side just in case the phone that they open yes. up doesn't work. So they always have, even though we're sold out, do we still have a couple? Yes. And that is because we have to make sure that someone didn't get a phone that broke and we, and we they bought it. You know, And then the return process. Talk about that. Like, where you, If you had to return something and oh. rebuy it back in the day.
0: Oh, you know, Will, uh, I, I think maybe at this juncture, why don't you explain, you being a genius, you explain to folks that are listening what when you give someone a replacement phone mm-hmm. and I sure you always, I'm sure you always got the question and I always got the question well is that a phone that was returned so could you right. explain that that process cuz it's not a phone that was returned
1: yeah so in Apple's contract, if you read, and we did this a couple episodes ago, we read the entire terms and conditions. So look back in older episodes, we talk about that. There's something called a like new condition. Uh, that was a spe- the terminology of that, it's changed over the years, where we went from refurbished uh, to, we went to, uh, what was the other word? Not, re- dang, what was it? Not, not refurbished.
0: Well, just to replace re- something. It. Wasn't
1: it? Re- yeah, yeah. It was a replacement, but we used a different term. I, I never said the word refurbished. I always, uh, I always said it's a like new, and like new means that there are parts on the phone or even on the computer that are always new. So an example: display, battery, shell, all the, like the actual shell of the phone are always always new on every phone. Internally, there are parts that may have been reused. It could be a vibe motor. It could be a the actual logic board itself, the A4 chip, specifically in the, in this case with the iPhone 4. Um, and that's really it. I don't. I mean, so they have to say that because they can't say it's a new phone. You're not buying it new. Uh, it's no different than when you go to a mechanic and you're getting maybe a like new condition product. So Refurbished, to me is a used phone. You know, that's what the word right. refurbished means. At least, I've I been. Mean, if you were to have a plan with AT&T, they would likely send you a refurbished unit. It means that someone else uses phone before you got it. There's a used battery in there. There's a used screen in there. There's used everything in there. Where Apple would not do that. They would give you a phone that looks, no scratches are on it physically. The battery's 100%. No one 100%. else's ID in
0: it.
1: <laughs> no Owens ID in it, which we have run into, with AT&T or like when they use uh, Assurion, which is the company that make that does uh, supplies these. They do a terrible job yeah. <laughs> because they give you phones with third-party displays, used batteries, third-party batteries in it. It's bad. Like I would never, ever, 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 ever tell someone to get go to Assurion for any product, anything. Yeah. You know, screw yeah. them. They they really they hurt the customer's experience. They hurt us from the Genius Bar. So, again, Apple will never give you a new phone, but they will always give you a like-new condition phone. And I will give you a hint. Phones that are manufactured today, if you were to go into a store and get an iPhone 11 changed out because of an issue, that's likely new. Right. You know, there's no, there's no such thing as reused parts yet for that. So, it's only phones that are older that are no longer manufactured. So I hope that yeah. explains that.
0: Yeah, I, I know a lot of people always have that question, and I thought, well, it would be nice time to bring it
1: up. I hope Apple doesn't sue me for anything we're talking about. But one man did sue Apple for one trillion dollars, which you can see right down below. That's why we have the dollar bill below <laughs> us. There's a one trillion dollar bill right below yes. us. Yes. Right? So let's talk about this. A man has filed a court case against Apple in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Missouri for $1 trillion. Which, by the way, Apple just became a trillion-dollar company. And this is your favorite uh, iPhone, too, the
0: iPhone 7.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, (laughs) (laughs) his claim is that the iPhone 7, which he had given to Apple for repair, had new features, which helped Apple in the creation of iOS 12.
0: So he's saying that he... if, I, if I, my interpretation of that is he jailbroke the phone, coded some new stuff, gave it yep. in to Apple for repair, yep. and yep. Apple said, "Hey, this stuff's pretty cool," and they used it. Now, I, I, I don't know how you would prove that.
1: And and then he owns patents, by the way, for iOS 12 and iOS 13 because his phone had new features, and he should be compensated accordingly. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to do this every week, by the way. We're going to find a lawsuit that Apple has and, and probably find the most ridiculous story. I think it's fun to have these ridiculous stories. And by the way, this is not the first time he's done this. He previously tried to sue Apple for $2 trillion in 2013. As per Apple Insider, the lawsuit also included $900 on top of the True Million as rental costs for Apple keeping his iPhone 7. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Of course, it was dismissed in 2019, but a new date has not been set for this phone. So, ladies and gentlemen, Frank, your your thoughts? Well, you know, when you're
0: when you when you're at the top of the food chain, and you're a trillion dollar you deal company, with idiots like this guy. Um, you know, that's the first thing people say. You know, hey, you got a problem? Sue them. Uh and
1: yeah, you know. Of course. Like, Frank, I'm going to sue you for getting losing weight because you stole my yeah, idea. Yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing... This Rayvon Terrell Parker is a moron, everybody. So I just want to let you know. If you find his Twitter, just let him know I said that. Maybe he'll sue it's us. It's amazing
0: because it's like, you know, uh, unfortunately, the reality of the situation is that a lot of major corporations, rather than take this thing to court and drag it out for years or whatever... Um, just say, you know what? You give him some money and he'll go away. But then in this case, he went away originally, took his money, went away, now he's back. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's to me it's I don't know. I I it's just not something that I would now, do. Now I get
1: it. The iPhone seven sucked, guys. I mean I get it. I understand why if anybody sued for an iPhone seven, I get it. Not for this, though. The fact that he broke the agreement. Okay, so let's get this great. So he broke the agreement. Yes, and based on uh, that,
0: Apple would not have to, A, fix the phone, and B, right. they, I believe, would not even have to give him the phone back.
1: Right. Now, this is the statement of the claim. On October 19, 2018, Rivon Parker went to the Apple Store in St. Louis, Galleria, for a malfunction with the cellular device, the attendant in the Apple store fixed the device, but kept it by deceiving the plaintiff, knowing that it was the first phone to have new features. What? <laughs> I'm reading this, and I'm not yeah. looking at it, I'm an so, idiot. Uh, so then, let's think, let's think uh, no, about uh, this now.
0: You're the person that added new features to this phone. You bring it into the Apple store, right. and I am smart enough to know that this has... New features of some kind, and so oh. I think I'm going to dupe you, the person that mm-hmm. created those new features, by giving you a phone that doesn't have those features.
1: Right now, I hope that the person in the store deleted the phone, which we do every time, by the way. Now, because things like this can happen. Okay. So, imagine, imagine if they have no proof that that phone got deleted. Well, then you know, then they're going to say, well, why didn't you delete that phone? You're supposed to after yeah, every yeah, time, yeah. you know. So you're going to have that. Uh, and then the damages at the that the plaintiff is seeking is a trillion dollars due to hospitalizations, travel, distress, humiliation, embarrassment, defamation of character. I don't think that the plaintiff can be co- compensated for being labeled crazy. That was That's what's written in this uh, lawsuit, everybody. This is a public knowledge, by the way. I don't have a... Uh, yeah, it, you amazing. know, it's amazing... And, of course, uh, do you think he has an attorney, by the way? <laughs>
0: he, yeah, I th- either he may be an attorney or he has a good one. That's
1: Okay, what do you, do, Okay, I'm going to ask you. Do you think there's an attorney assigned to this? Without knowing, do you think an attorney oh, is absolutely. on this? No, there isn't, actually. Really? Come on, Frank. You really thought somebody was okay. going to, uh, Well,
0: especially if no, you work on he a, has
1: no attorney. He has no attorney filled out for this district oh. court. There's no attorney. He's doing it as oh. himself.
0: I mean you figure as an attorney right if you get
1: uh not for one trillion dollars frank there's no way the company's only worth a trillion dollars
0: (laughs) but if you figure an attorney would say well i get a third of whatever he gets
1: so they have nothing to lose (laughs) well that oh trip oh ladies gentlemen that is what happened this week yep that's right this guy sued for one trillion dollars so Well, that's our episode for this week. We thought we'd take a dive down to history with the iPhone Four, talked a a little bit about the MacBook Pro, and then of course, this moron that (laughs) sued Apple for a million dollars, or no, I'm sorry, a trillion dollars. I should correct myself. Frank, uh, make sure that you are. Did you leave a five-star review Uh, on our podcast? I'm going to question you, but I, you make sure that you definitely leave a five-star review. And check us out on our Twitter and our Facebook page. We do post uh, articles throughout the week, and we publish them on there. Check out our Instagram, at Podcasts. On Twitter, it's at ThinkDiffPod. And, of course, this YouTube channel where we have all of the episodes. So now episode 47 is a video version up there, not edited. So it's actually kind of all the way if you want to watch the whole thing all the way. Uh, enjoy the videos there, Frank. Do you have any parting words for our Apple people? Well, this
0: actually, um, I do. I have a a friend of mine out in the Midwest that I talked to about uh, our podcast. So he is, he's a uh, junior at the Iowa University. So he's going to get his uh, contingency out there to start listening to our podcast. So hopefully things will pick up for us out in the Midwest. And uh, he has a podcast. It's called the Cooksley Convo. So if you folks uh, want to give it a listen, uh, I'd appreciate
1: it. Oh, I hope we got oh, paid yeah. for that plug. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We enjoy bringing it to you every week. And remember, episode 50, our plan is to get as many Apple employees on one podcast at the same time so that we can just talk about Apple and all of our journeys throughout it. I want to thank you guys for joining us once again for another episode of the Fake Different Podcast. Now, go.
0: Sleep.